Hey, welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences, navigating adulthood, and what we learned along the way. We invite you to join our weekly conversations while we create our own blueprints on this amazing journey and hope some of the lessons we learned can help you. Here are my co-hosts, Nay and Sunny D. Hey everybody, it's your girl Sunny D here to brighten up your day. I'm a new business owner transitioning from corporate America. And frankly, I can't trust anybody that don't like tacos. Hey friends, I'm Nay. I'm so excited to share and grow with y'all. I'm a full-time wife, full-time mommy, and part-time employed. Nutella is my love language. This is your girl, Nakai, and I am your host on Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I am so excited to have you guys here, and I love brownies and seaweed. So let's get to the episode. Hey, y'all. Hey. Thank y'all for tuning in to episode four. So today we're going to talk about keeping your word. And we are going to, of course, um, still talk about the interview that we did with Monisha because she has so many gems. And so before we go to that, of course, we have to tell you who we are sponsored by. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast episode. We are sponsored by uh, Divine Timing. You can check them out at their website at fearforme.com. That is fear, the number four, me.com, where you can pick up your January journal and your first quarter planner. They are doing a really great special for our listeners. There is a 22% off coupon code for the year of 2022. That is WMB22. So you put that in the checkout, save some coins, get your life. All right. So we're going to start off this episode with a quote from Miss Monisha. And that quote is, I keep my word to myself. If I can't keep my word to myself, then how can others depend on me? Mo. So with that, we are going to transition to just us defining what we're going to talk about. And so I'm going to kick it off to Miss Nay. Hey y'all. So today we are going to talk about keeping one's word. That is an old English phrase dating back to the 1500s with word being synonymous with promise. And that is according to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, as well as online etymology dictionary but also keeping one's word is kind of synonymous with integrity and if you don't know what integrity means that means having a firm adherence to a code or especially moral or artistic values or incorruptibility and that's from merriam-webster's dictionary um so we are going to take a quick little transition for you guys to listen to the part of the uh, our interview that we did with Monisha so you guys know exactly where our conversation is going to be transitioning into here you go listen now if you were remembered for one thing what would you ultimately like to be remembered for if I were remembered for one thing, I think I would want to be remembered for keeping my word, not just to mm. others, but to myself. You That's know, powerful. if I can't keep if I can't keep my word to myself, then I can't keep my word to anyone else. So my word to myself is you are destined for greatness. This is why you were put here to leave your stamp on the earth and to do a great job at it. And so if I tell myself that, then that means I need to work towards that. And if I'm telling other people, you can do the same thing. You just have to do 
what it takes to get there, no matter what it takes. If I'm not showing them that and I'm not doing that myself, then what was the point of all of this? So now that that you guys actually got to uh, understand where we are going with this conversation today about keeping your word, we want to start it out with the girls. Uh, tell me what you thought about that clip and just the overall interview. Personally, I think that's paramount. Like if you can't keep your word to yourself, whom you deal with on an everyday basis, how can you extend that same promise to other people? Like if I can't depend on myself to be honest and to do what I say I'm going to do, how can others depend on me to do what I say I'm going to do? Because yourself is the one who you can never get away from. As much as you'd like to escape from yourself sometimes. That's true though. I think I concur with all of those things because I think we as human, me specifically, because I can only speak for myself, can be really good at lying to ourselves at times and being able to hold ourselves accountable. It's very easy have the desire to want to hold other people accountable or to actually do that and hold people accountable. But for some reason, it tends to be trickier to hold yourselves accountable because then you have to be honest with yourself, right? And that's not always pretty. So being able to do that, have the the mindset, the integrity, the honesty, the self-love enough to do that and hold yourself accountable is a very big deal. Yes, Sunny D, because like you're insinuating, you can BS other people all day long. You can give other people excuses. You can do all of that with other people, but kind of hard to BS yourself because you know you lying. <laughs> you know that while you could have been doing X, Y, and Z, you actually was watching Grey's Anatomy on the couch and eating ice cream. Like, you know what you could have done. You know what you did instead. I totally agree. Big. I said, I've definitely done that. I think you both made such great points because I think of like what you said, Nave, that you can't get away from yourself. Like everywhere I go, I go with me, right? But also looking at it like the question that sparked in my brain is, well, why do we do that? Why is it that I can keep my, sometimes I feel like it's easier to keep my word to others than it is to myself. Like for me, if you need something done, give me a deadline, boo, I got you, it's done, 100%, you got it. For instance, for me, it's really hard when I think of, I'm gonna do this diet and I'm gonna be great. And I, my, y'all, I love brownies and ice cream. So for me, you know, one day won't hurt. Okay, the next day it won't hurt either, right? And so it's like, how, why is it that we can really keep our word to others and sometimes we kind of flake on ourselves when technically we really need to keep our word to ourselves because we will be better at helping and keeping our word to others, right? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I think it's reputation. You know, you're more concerned about what other people think of you and how they feel about you. And so you're going to keep your word to them because you don't want your reputation to be tarnished. You don't want to lose those relationships. But with yourself, it's like, I mean, I can't lose you. <laughs> and if you're self-aware, like I try to do a lot of introspection, I know my flaws and my faults, at least the ones that are apparent to me. So I can't be like, well, girl, your reputation is tarnished because it's been tarnished a long time ago. So how did you do that work though? Because I'm asking one for me, you know, free game and free advice. <laughs> so, so what y'all don't know is he is a whole entire therapist, right? So I'm getting some free gems right now. But how, how do you do that work? Like, how would I look at me and be like, hey, you doing this wrong? I know personally, I am not a therapist anymore. Sometimes I play one on TV. Not actually, but just kidding. But the biggest way that I began to notice some really hard truths about myself 
is to sit in silent, like either Ooh. in the shower or like washing dishes. If you sit in silent, your brain will fill in those silence. And a lot of times they're the uncomfortable stuff that you don't want to think about. So actually sitting in silent and letting your brain go to those places that aren't as cute, aren't as fuzzy and everything else and actually sitting with that because you can't argue with the truth that you show yourself. Like it's impossible to. So just sitting in that silence and actually working through it and not being punishing yourself because it happened is there but it's like understanding what was your rationale behind it what did you hope to accomplish in whatever you were doing how can you think of a better solution or a better way of going about something and just honestly how can you be better to you and for you in the future Whew, I had to take a breath on that one and take a moment of silence because I mean Ooh. Let me clutch my pearls and walk away. I don't think that happens enough. We allow ourselves to be silent because that's uncomfortable. And who wants to be uncomfortable? Nobody wants to do that. Nay, that was deep. That literally, I felt like you, like, I just, no, don't apologize because that's the thing. Like what Sunny D said is that like, we don't do the hard work. We don't go through surgery on ourselves to like mm. be better, to do it, you know, to be better. Especially like, I feel like if someone, like you said, you've done the work, you know, and you can tell mm. Doing, doing. There we go. You know, <laughs> in the process, but like you're doing the work. And again, y'all, if y'all didn't hear our last episode, we talked about F the books, and it's basically take action, right? So, mm-hmm. nay, you're doing the work, and you are able to be like, no, I know this is like an area of growth, da 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 da. And I'm just thinking like specifically um I can only speak for myself right is that like I can I know some of the areas of growth but sometimes I I can put them put them in the closet and be like look we ain't ready to deal with you yet we're gonna put you in the closet and pretend you ain't there but then now I have a whole entire closet of skeleton right so when is it when I engage in that shadow right yeah because I tell everybody like I know 90 Five percent of my flaws I just don't always work on but I know what they are I'm aware I just don't want to work on them (laughs) wow my thing is like I ask other people like what areas do you think I can grow in or what do you think is my flaws right now I'll send out a mad text like hey y'all out of curiosity what areas of growth can I be or what is this and this and this and it's like oh this is a therapy session because now I'm like oh am I seeking external seeking people who are outside of my setting acceptance not acceptance but like am I seeking others opinions of where I need to grow versus actually seeking it in myself of where I actually need to grow it's so funny you're funny that you're like that because I'm the opposite like I am intimately aware of my faults and flaws it's just the success and the areas of strength that I'm like I don't know can you tell me but my flaws and faults oh a hundred percent aware of those like I can tell you something that you would never think about But I I think sometimes I get to be overly critical of myself. So that's where a lot of that comes in. And I do have more of a struggle allowing myself that grace because I know I can do better and I should do better. So yeah, I'm totally opposite. Can do better versus knowing that you did. Did I get that right? Sort of. Mine is both. There are some things that I know I can do better. And there are some things that I should do better, but maybe I'm not at the mental space or I don't have the tools to work on those things so that's when like on last episode 
the action and the work has to take place. You can't say, hey, I need to get from here to McDonald's. Like, you know, you should get there, but what if you don't have a car? Like, what if you got to figure out that transportation component? So some things you can do better because you already have all of those tools and you're equipped with the, the tools and everything to get to that next level. But some things you know you should be better at this and you don't have all of those tools, so you have to find them. <laughs> Sunny D. I think I agree with being that there's a difference between knowing what your areas of growth are and having the abilities of actually doing those things. And sometimes I don't think people realize what they are, even what that process looks like for them. Because what Nay's doing will be different than the work that I need. And if I don't know what that looks like for me, the likelihood of me even wanting to do them and taking that initiative may definitely be lack because of the how. The how of actually doing the work yeah and what that looks like I ended up thinking of a question for you guys and like I know Nay you were talking about like the power of silence and sitting in that but also you said something of like a connection that I just made of like water right of like it uh happens when you're uh washing dishes or when you are in the shower or you're meditating and for me a lot of things are clearer when I'm either at the ocean or at the beach or if I am in the shower so I really want to know is there some type of connection with water and actually processing like therapeutically hold on and i'll let you know all right and so while she's doing that um sunny d i know you said that you meditate when you meditate are you meditating with like an app or like is this just on youtube or for what depending on the type of meditation i'm doing majority mm. of the time it's just it's just me in silent and i'm usually like in the dark i turn off all the light and I don't have any noise or any sound or anything like that. On those nights where I have difficulty sleeping or falling asleep, where I haven't been getting um, some solid rest the previous nights, I, I do have an app that I will listen to, just some like really short little meditation courses and that'll help at least relax me enough to get some rest but for the majority of the time when I'm doing medication <laughs> medication meditation it's just me and I just I sit with the affirmations that I do and I recite those and calm my heart rate especially in those moments where I'm feeling stressed or anxious but yeah most of the time it's just me I know just meditation I feel like is just great just for the overall body and stress levels right and just engaging in that to also make a quote unquote connection of like keeping your word to yourself. Because as you're meditating, you're basically helping your own self and your body to calm itself down, right? And you're actually really being able to talk technically, or is it like visualization or talk to yourself throughout meditation or? You're more heightened. Uh, I've done all of the above. It depends on what I'm doing the meditation for. Mm -hmm. It depends on what, in which manner I will do it. There's like, there's a type of meditation I do when I'm trying to get some sleep. Turn my brain off. There's some, there's a meditation I do when I'm anxious and I just recite affirmations or convert those feelings of anxiety or things that I'm fearing or having fears of, like those, those negative emotions I will focus on them enough to convert them into an affirmation and then I recite that affirmation can you give us an example 
So, mm-hmm. like I said, I struggle with a lot of stress and man- managing my anxiety. And sometimes there's definitely part of my personality that's like an avoidant personality. So as opposed to actually sitting in an emotion, feeling it, understanding it, handling it, I just I pretend it's not there by covering it up with optimism. It don't always work. <laughs> so I have to sit in that emotion sometimes and then convert that I am struggling with anxiety or I'm feeling really anxious and convert that to I'm filled with peace and serenity. And my heart is filled with joy for my family, my friends, and my life. And I recite that because that calms me down, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I do things like that. I take whatever it is that I am plaguing my mind at the time. Mm -hmm. And I I recognize it. I acknowledge. And then I convert it into something that's useful for me. So my question is like, do you do this while you're in the shower where the water is coming on you? Or do you just do it while you're walking around? Because I know for me, when I'm in the shower, that's when I'm like yelling and talking my affirmations out loud. But I also think it's something with water and me and shower. Yeah, I don't do any of that type of meditation in the shower per se, but I'm a big water baby, right? Those of you that are in the zodiac signs and things like that, I'm a Pisces. So like naturally I'm a fish. Water calms me damn okay and I, I don't know for however many days or weeks we've been having like the windows open and the way that my apartment is set up is I'm facing like the courtyard so I can hear the waterfall from the pool mm-hmm. and that brings a sense of calmness to me at times a lot of my inner reflections happen when I'm on some sort of pool water situation be it like when I go on vacations doing a cruise is one of my favorite things to do because there's nothing like being in a big body of water that can swallow you whole if things get go left and all the stuff that you worry about means nothing if you're drowning in the ocean and for whatever reason that notion calms me down that's interesting I know (laughs) I know But to pivot back on water sounds and mental processing. So according to marine biologist Walter Nichols in his 2014 book, Blue Mind, the surprising science that shows how being near, in, on, or underwater can help make you happier, healthier, connected, and better at what you do. He says water is kind of a blue space, and our minds are actually drawn to blue spaces for relaxation and to get you into a sort of meditative state. So he said, water is considered the elixir and source of life. It covers more than 70% of the Earth's surface, makes up nearly 70% of our bodies, and constitutes over 70% of our heart and brain. This deep biological connection has been shown to trigger an immediate response in our brains when we're near water. In fact, the mere sight of and sound of water can induce a flood of neurochemicals that promote wellness, increase blood flow to the brain and heart, and induce relaxation. Thanks to science, we're now able to connect the dots to the full range of emotional benefits being on, in, or near the water can bring. I concur. Great. Like just the sight of blue, right, calms you. Then it's like, hey go ahead well not just blue but like water in the significance of that blue so yes blue is a calming color like a lot of people who are into feng shui they do a lot of blue because it does promote relaxation but it says that the water and like the quote-unquote blue mind or blue space is an antidote to the red mind which is a state of anxiety created created by urbanization the near constant reliance on technology etc so is that like where if i have a beautiful ocean painting in my place and like when i do my meditation i'm staring at that so it's like slowly giving me that connection with water i'll be able to introspection (laughs) i'm giggling because y'all ain't looking at what i'm looking at (laughs) 
<laughs> so, have you guys like as y'all have been quote unquote adulting right in your adult life has there ever been a time that you felt like you struggled with keeping your word to like others almost definitely like mm-hmm. I am a self-diagnosed self-professed introvert and a lot of times I make plans when I feel social mm-hmm. and that doesn't exactly translate to the day of activity so a lot of times I want to cancel plans immediately but we are not solitary creatures so there is something to be said about needing to be in community and being with other people and I know that if I do not extend myself and if I do not put myself in those situations even when I kind of don't want to be sometimes then I'm not going to get invited to things I won't have friends and that would be bad because we all need other people to be our support system so yes I struggle with that because my first inclination is to be like no something came up and I can't make it but in all actualities I'm sitting in my bed reading a book you sound like me (laughs) me too this is a trio of I don't want to go I've absolutely (laughs) done that especially because like there's a part of me that despises last minute thing like last minute plans and thing and changes and I I can't stand that I like to plan ahead in the same breath I may want to go to this concert today but like tomorrow I don't want to go no more like it was a nice thought (laughs) it sounds fun but then the day of it's like oh no you were serious (laughs) you gotta I don't and then I'm having to this is actually a a really recent situation and a friend of mine wanted to go to this concert that we had bought tickets for months ago like in the summer and like the week before she's like are you ready and I'm like for what and she's like to go to the concert and I'm like oh people outside so many humans that's like I just wanted to be like at the house and it probably wasn't until maybe we got in the building that I was starting to get some sort of excitement because up until then I was like I just really want to go home like I don't want to do it It was great mind you we had the best time it was so much fun but just the building myself up to it was a lot and I kept my word because that's what I agreed to and I'm being more mindful now about doing that and what that looks like but if you ask me to go somewhere I've I've now gotten to the point where I'm like I cannot commit to that today and I'm just being honest it sounds fun sounds like a great idea we'd have you know the best time ever but I'm not gonna tell you yes because I may change my mind no those are facts all facts I typically am similar where if it's on my calendar, I will commit. But I also, especially if I'm already hesitant at the beginning, I'll tell them like, yo, this is tentative. Meaning tentative of, tentatively if am I getting up out the bed or tentatively if I'm actually in the mood or tentatively if I don't want to even be around at that time. Um, but I will, again, make effort if I have to, if that makes sense. And when I say have to, and that means for me is that this may sound, it don't sound like how it sounds, depending on how how I put you as a priority in my life. No, so, that's right. That's okay. <laughs> big time (laughs) so if you are like a higher priority in my life I may not want to do it but I'm gonna do it for it like I'll be there I'll support you I'm 100 I'll be your cheerleader 200% if I just met you and you're like oh yeah let's hang out (laughs) okay I'm counseling most like um (laughs) and it has nothing to do with that other person it's it's an area of growth that I need to work on specifically of I like my time I like me I like being by myself and I like the things that I can accomplish with me and if I'm adding additional someone in my life you have to bring value and if you're not bringing value and I don't need you because I'm very intentional with my time and I'm intentional with the people I spend that with so yeah one of the biggest things that's helped me is having a child 
who is an extreme extrovert. Like Mm -hmm. my child loves people. He loves to be social. So he's actually stretched me because I don't want my personality to rub off on him if that's not who he is at his core. So it does cause me to have to have play dates and be bothered with people when me personally would not like it, but I do it for him because I know that's what he needs to be as healthy, whole, and complete in his self as he can be. Love that. What do you, if you're willing to share, because you know, we have a huge audience. So um, what are you struggling with now of keeping your word to yourself? Um, I am struggling with my one-on-one time, my Bible reading. God, that's what I'm struggling with because as, once again, another woman of faith, God isn't going to show up in person and be like, look, we need to talk. We We need some relationship building time. So it's so easy to throw that by the wayside because there's no immediate like consequence to, but I know this is something that's going to help me make better decisions, help me like be a better person. So it's something that I really need to prioritize as much as I do prioritize my husband or my child or my friends, what most often falls by the wayside. Okay. Sunny day, sunny day. I can definitely see that. I think one of the areas in that, that I struggle with the most is feeling guilty for wanting to take that time to myself when I've also committed to other things and other people areas of my life and being able to to manage it and I know when I get I don't always recognize I'm always anxious I don't always recognize when I'm overwhelmed and in those moments I want to retreat and kind of reflect and and take that pause but feel guilty in doing that when I have uh, a relationship that I want to spend quality time with and I have businesses that you want to develop and get off the ground and it's definitely a struggle with being able to to do that and keep those words to keep my word to myself in doing so. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes I guess for for those of you that aren't familiar with the differences between and honestly, depending on the situation, I don't always know the differences between being anxious and being overwhelmed, right? And I, I feel like that would be calm, but I have just a, just a, a natural worriness when it comes to things, especially if it's uncertain and things change suddenly. I just uh, can't, I can't. Okay. I like a plan. I like things to stick to the plan. Don't deviate from the plan. You're going to make me nuts. But the control feeling, is comfortable. Oh my God. Right. But in those moments where I feel overwhelmed, and again, a lot of times I don't realize how overwhelmed I am until it's gotten pretty high, is when I'm like, oh yeah, I can handle that. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, I got that. I'll take care of this. And I'm taking on all these things that don't seem complicated or difficult or very time consuming. And the next thing I know, I'm again, my avoidant personality, I'm running away. <laughs> I'm running away because I'm like, there are so many things that I need to do and so many places that I need to be and I can't be. So I'm just going to sit here and pretend like none of this exists and go take a nap. I mean, honestly, honestly, I'm just going to go lay down. And when I wake up, none of this will exist. It will be fine. I'll deal with it then. But in my sleepy state and wherever little dreamland I'm going to go off to, none of this shit. I don't have to worry about it. And I'm going to feel good over there in that dreamland. Because over here is crazy. It's interesting you say that. A quote sparked in my head of like, you guys know what my August and October and September was like. It's interesting because one of my friends said this quote to me that literally changed my life. 
and I go by it every day I wake up in the morning is you can either be pitiful or you can be powerful, but you can't be both. Mm. And mm. I challenged her because I was like, can I be pitifully powerful and then go back to like, can I be pitiful in this moment and powerful in the next? And she was like, you can, but you can't be both, be what you want to be. So you can be pitiful as she said, you can be pitiful and sit in your shit and be there. But what's that going to get you? Mm. Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? Or you can be powerful and understand I need help and reach out and be because she explained to me the difference between vulnerability and uh, vulnerability and strength and she said being vulnerable is a strength because that is where you are so in tune with yourself to know hey I need help this is too much red flag red flag I'm surrendering now someone come save me right Mm -hmm. which in our minds and our culture especially as a black woman we're taught to be strong don't show weakness you got this like you can handle you have the world on your shoulders you keep going oh somebody you just tripped over a whole entire rock oh now the entire world's on your back girl get up shut up get up and stand up and keep going and that's tired exhausting tiring (laughs) straight up exhausting Uh, that strong black woman madness will kill you and just thinking of like keeping your word to yourself of something small every day. So for me, I tell myself, I'm going to get up in the morning, write my prayers, write out my affirmation and write out four things that I'm grateful for. Right. I do that every morning before I even get out of bed. Some of the prayers are, believe me, a chicken scratch, but I did. Right. (laughs) But Nay said it earlier about, you know, that time with God. Like for me, that's my time with God is like, because I know once my foot is out of that bed, the world is, that's the world. Right. I'm giving all my energy to the world and what I got to do. And it's like, I need to stop. So, what about you two? What is, well, what's one thing moving forward? Keep your word to yourself. There's so many things. Sunny D, we're here. There's so many things. I know because I know myself that this will continue to be a challenge, but it's not going to be an impossible challenge is asking for help and knowing that it is okay to ask for help. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. And that makes me no less of a human being to do so. So in me saying this, I can't say that I will always do that because that in and of itself was not going to be keeping my promise to myself. (laughs) but what I will say is that I'm going to try to do this and I'm going to try to communicate especially to the people that I love and care about my truth even when it may hurt them because with the people I truly love and care about I have the tendency to censor myself to appease their feelings Mm -hmm. and that's not helpful for anyone so I'm going to do better with that that's a good one. Hey, that was awesome. Okay. Well, with that, ladies and gentlemen, who our audience, we are going to go ahead and transition into Moments of Melanation. Moments of Melanation is where we highlight a Black person doing their thing. Today for Moments of Melanation, we are highlighting. I don't know what your image is doing. <laughs> But it is something else. Sorry. I got a distract from my stomach. Okay, guys. So this week, Moments of Melanation is a really interesting one. One for whatever reason that keeps popping up, which I guess in reality doesn't really surprise us because it's America. But it's like 2021. Like, get it together. So there was a TikTok. I don't have TikTok, but I do have the Bird app. And this was reposted on the Bird app, which is what I call Twitter, for those of you that don't know. 
um, of a Black model. I believe her name was Naomi Anderson. I hope I am pronouncing that correctly. And essentially, this is a video of her just in her experience of being a Black model and having to do other people's jobs that she don't get paid for, i.e. her hair and her makeup. So she's walking in these shows. She's part of these photo shoots, runway shows, and things like that. For whatever reason, as much as these industries and these companies, you talk about diversity and things like that, it doesn't seem to apply to all areas of said industry or business or what have you. And so now she's having these makeup artists and hairstylists that are assigned to do her look for whatever show, not have the right product, don't know how to do makeup on the complexion that is hers. She's gorgeous, mind you. So she ends up having to bring her own stuff. She brings her own makeup. She brings her own hair supplies. She does her own looks that these makeup artists are getting paid do, but don't do on her because they're not equipped to do so. So my question is, why is this still an issue? With you mean to tell me that we have all of these very beautiful black makeup lines that exist, that are hella popular, that cover a wide range of complexions. You mean to tell me you don't have them? How? How? Why? Why come? That's just interesting to me because I think a family member who who went through what is it called like cosmetology school and you learn um all of that yeah and she literally told you learn for black hair black skin how to take care of that is like maybe a four three to four hour class and everything else is geared towards caucasian so they're in school for multiple months and out of this six month to however long training you only learn three to four hours like how is that right wow but that pisses me off but the beauty of that there is if i'm not mistaken i think i saw it on ig where there is a black woman who has created her own cosmetology schools for all to specifically to focus on black hair black skin and really being able to educate and she doesn't have it just for like black people to attend but she's opening the doors for caucasians who have ethnic clients but you don't know what to do with them i have two thoughts on that number one that's great that there's now a place that has that as a focus and that is inclusive of their students because we are a very large group of people who purchase cosmetics and like to get our hair done and all that kind of stuff but it's annoying it shouldn't even have this shouldn't even have to exist which is my other view on it you mean to tell me of all of the hours that it takes for someone to go through cosmetology school three to four of them are working on people who look like me what the fudge if that's the case i can learn that mess on youtube that's stupid and i don't understand i do not you mean to tell me that you didn't hire this beautiful black model to work in your show and to represent your company or your line or whatever and you don't supply them with people who know what they're doing like how many times okay ladies this is a question i'm posing for you really quickly how many times have you gone somewhere or inquired about hair specifically here touch on makeup later but specifically hair where they're like oh yeah i could do black hair good for you i'm i'm not understanding the question sorry i I mean honestly if you've gone somewhere granted i'm from the burbs and my mother would take us to go to like the beauty school because they were less expensive so they could do both of us on like a saturday Mm -hmm. it was less expensive right so you go and there's just a bunch of white people and they're like is anybody gonna do this oh yeah i can do it Mm -hmm. the can oh how lucky but i also think For me, uh, I typically don't go to those places. Like, I want to say when I was an intern, and luckily I had a Black mentor 
during my internship, thank you, uh, during my internship that I was like, oh, um, where do you get your hair done? And she showed me that actually was a white guy. And I literally, when I met him, I was like, yo, I don't know if I trust you on my hair. And he was like, oh, well, he told me who he was trained by. And those people I know, right? So Mm. now I'm like, okay, I know you've been trained to deal with ethnic hair or black hair. Let's try it out. And he laid my hair, girl, was amazing. But yeah, so that is my experience. And yeah, since I've been natural over 10 years now, that sounds crazy to say. But um, I do, and my husband, he travels a lot for his job. So as a family, we travel a lot for his job. I do extensive research on who's going to do my hair and who is going to do my waxing. So my hairdresser, my esthetician, because a lot of my hair care, I do myself because I know me, even if you go to a black beautician, they're used to dealing with so many different hair types and every hair is different that I kind of don't trust them as well, other than for trims and cuts. So the majority of the time, I just do stuff myself in YouTube University on product recommendations. So I mean, that's I, real. I don't go to places, especially being a natural, because yeah, it's a lot of work for this stuff. I will say I don't anymore for the same reason. Since I've been natural, it's I couldn't tell you the last time I went that wasn't like getting my hair braided. The last time I went to someone, this is pre pre natural. This perm, this high school when no no better, and I went where my mama told me to. But I do remember, I do remember having these conversations, and I'm like, like you go to school to learn how to do this. So have you ever worked on somebody like me with this type of hair? And they're like, yeah, it's fine. No, it's not. So why is this not learned? I'm gonna need y'all to get it together i'm gonna need you to recognize and understand that there are a wide range of people that have a completely different hair texture that have completely different skin and the products exist so why are you not using the product hair care and products is a whole nother episode Girl, <laughs> of itself couple like of the episodes kind- the hair care can be one on its on its own man Nakai knows the struggles I've recently ran into with hair products all of that so I've probably talked her ear to death on that topic no you've educated me so yeah like even my own natural hair that was a lot for moments in validation as you all know we are sponsored by another amazing business they are going to tell us about their business and their sponsorship We are Sure Refinement, and what we do is we help women move through their trauma and learn how to develop the self-love, self-worth, and self-belief within themselves. We can be found online at www.surerefinement.com, or you can shoot us a quick email at kb at surerefinement.com, or you can find us on Instagram at surerefinement underscore. We thank you guys. As you know, every episode we ended with an affirmation. Well, this episode's affirmation is everything I say is a sincere promise. So that is everything I say to myself, everything I say to others. We need to say those words with the thought that it is a promise and promises are meant to be kept, meant to be cherished, meant to be upheld. So everything you say moving forward is going to be a promise and we keep our promises as adults. So, and so thank you guys again for 
listening and tuning in and just want to let you know that you can follow us on all podcasts all places that podcasts are streamed we look forward to hearing from you and then you can always follow us and interact with us on our blog that is on our website and you can also find all of that on our twitter and ig page where you can reach us at where girls where's my blueprint pod where's my blueprint pod and we're out and we're out and we're out out. now we can go eat